0: You are listening to The Potato Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by All-Star Manufacturing and Design. Your source for better built potato seed cutters, treaters, and custom seed handling equipment. Check them out at allstarmfgllc.com. right, welcome to another version of The Potato Podcast. Today uh, we are speaking with Frank Muir. And if you have anything to do in this industry, in the potato industry, you certainly know who Frank Muir is. But we're going to go through the formalities anyway. Frank, um, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Well,
1: uh, I'm Frank Muir. I'm president and CEO of the Idaho Potato Commission. I've been in this role for uh, a little over 15 years, and it's a great opportunity to to serve an industry that I'm very passionate about and care a lot about. Okay,
0: well, we are going
1: to um,
0: start today's podcast talking about the Potato Bowl, which um, well, actually, it's the famous Idaho Potato Bowl.
1: Correct. Got to get that name right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Got to get the name right. Uh, And it is on the 21st of December 21st. That's a Friday. Correct. And um, so tell us, tell us first off who's in the game and um, what we can expect to
1: see there. Well, Dave, it's a, it's a great matchup. Uh, as you said, it's on December 21st on a Friday afternoon. It's a 2 p.m. mountain time kickoff. So that's great uh, for those who want to be in the stands. Uh, I always guarantee great weather for the game. Uh, only a couple times have I been disappointed. But we're excited. It's also good for a TV audience on uh, ESPN. We generally get over 2 million people watching it being a Friday afternoon. Uh, with East Coast time, you know, it would be great. Uh, great opportunity for folks to see uh, a really good game. Who's playing in our game this year is BYU versus Western Michigan. Uh, BYU brings a a national, uh, really international, fan base. So we we see tickets are very strong right now. T- uh, ticket sales, there's a lot of people who want to be at the game. And I know there'll be a lot of people wanting to watch the game. Uh, Western Michigan, this will be the second time they've played in our game. Uh, the last time they played a few years ago was against Air Force. It was a very, uh, very intense game. Uh, did very well for the uh, Western Michigan uh, coach uh, for that game, even though they lost. It uh, put him on a national uh, scene. Uh, also, kind of interesting about Western Michigan is that they beat the uh, Mid-American uh, champion, conference champion, this year, North, Northern Illinois. So here's a team that uh, that beat Northern Illinois, and Northern Illinois beat BYU during this year. So we've got a couple of teams that, uh, that can go toe-to-toe in this game, and there's a couple of young quarterbacks. So uh, and both teams, I think, have something to prove going into next season. So this is an important game to both teams.
0: Sounds like it'll be a good matchup. What um, so? What happened with the uh, Mountain West affiliation? It, it used to be the Mid America Conference versus the Mountain West, and um, of course BYU. For those who don't know, is an independent. They are not affiliated with
1: any conference. So, how did that change come about? Well, we still have that uh, affiliation uh, between the two conferences, the Mountain West and the uh, Mid-American Conference. Uh, those uh, partnerships between those two conferences is still in place and very strong. Uh, we also have, not I shouldn't say we, but ESPN has a contract or an agreement with BYU that if BYU is eligible, uh, bowl eligible, they will find a bowl for them to play in uh, because BYU does uh, secure a very uh, a large national TV audience. So uh, it's important to ESPN to find good matchups for BYU. And in, in this case, with the Mountain West Conference, the, the number of teams they have bowl eligible, uh, all those kind of factors, it, it worked out really well for, for BYU to come. Uh, a couple of years ago, if you remember, Idaho came to our, Bowl game, yes, and played against Colorado State, right? The Vandals, and of course, the Vandals won that game. Well, the Mid-American Conference was willing to step aside and allow Idaho to come into our bowl game because they they felt that would be the best for our bowl. John Steinbrecher, who's a commissioner for the Mid-American Conference, a great gentleman. And he's always looking for how do we how do we bolster our, our bowl games, particularly the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. And uh, he is, uh, you know, a, a true gentleman. And uh, you know, he, he, his conference stepped aside that year for Idaho to come in. Now this year, uh, Craig Thompson is allowing uh, BYU to come in. Again, it's it's what what builds the bowl, what puts the biggest uh, best matchup together. And uh, ESPN is all about matchups. And so I think I think they've done a great job. The two conferences working together, and with, as well as ESPN.
0: Well, one of the exciting things for you has to be the close proximity of Brigham Young to Boise. I mean, certainly people can come for a day trip or or stay overnight or, or something. Uh, you had Utah State um, a while ago and had a pretty good crowd that year because of just just because of the distance between cities.
1: Oh, that's exactly right. We had uh, when Utah State has played in the game, they brought a lot of fans. Uh, and in the case of BYU, there's already a fan base here in uh, in, in Boise. I hear people uh, say all the time they root for Boise State unless they play for play against BYU. So being be in the case that now uh, the folks here in, in Boise can, can cheer for BYU because they're not playing Boise State in this game. So it, it's a fun game, I think, for people to come to. There will be a fan base that's already here locally, and those that will come up from uh, the Utah area uh, will, we'll, again, they'll experience it. a a great environment here, a fun bowl environment. Uh, Kevin McDonald, uh, executive director of the bowl, has done an outstanding job over the years just building an experience uh, there at the bowl game that the families can really get into and enjoy a a full day experience, half day experience, however long they want to be there. Well, and for people that don't know, this is not an ordinary
0: college football game. This is a, a real bowl game. It's got a a different feel to it they unfurl a massive american flag do sometimes do a flyover uh it it is quite an event and I think people really need to get out and see it if they if they never have
1: if they've never had him, last year mentioned the flyover. We had three jets fly over. I mean, it was an impressive sight. Uh, I'm told this year that it, it's, it's unlikely we'll have a flyover. The reason being is the, uh, uh, the planes are stationed in the Middle East right now. Um, they're all – yeah, so I mean – um, this is, you know, they're they're on tour of duty right now, and so that obviously takes precedence to any bowl game. But if they were able, you know, I, I know that uh, the, the, the folks that, that make those decisions would definitely support having a flyover. We when Air Force uh, came to our game, they brought their skydiving team, and in the midst of rain and wind, they 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 skydived into Albertson Stadium. Yeah, it uh, was carrying crazy raining flag. that day too. It was the weather was, it was not good. <laughs> I talked to the team afterwards when they j- finished the jump and landed on the field, and I went over to congratulate them. And, and they told me, they said, because Air Force was playing in that game, they f- they considered it a home game. Otherwise, they would have not jumped in weather conditions like that. Yeah. So pretty amazing. So we've had some really good uh, experiences uh, for this bowl, good matchups. I mean, last year... Josh Allen, the MVP quarterback for Wyoming, yep. he turned that game into a $22 million contract with the NFL, playing for the Buffalo Bills and doing an outstanding job as quarterback. So Karil you come watch him. There. Yeah. Um, probably one yeah. of the defensive, best defensive players in the NFL. I got a chance had a chance to stand next to him and, and talk to him a little bit before that game when Buffalo was here, and I'm telling you what, they build linebackers a lot different than they did in my day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so we're expecting
0: a great matchup on the field, uh, but yep. but and I mentioned that there's lots to see and do. It's got a, a really carnival type atmosphere. It's a lot of fun to go. What what are what are the things are people going to be able to see and do while they're there?
1: Well, one of the first things they'll notice when they get there is Simplot built uh, the, a fry machine. That uh, will generate uh, a thousand pounds an hour, I think it is, of French fries fresh right there, and they're handing them out free. They've done this the past couple of years, and I'm telling you what, you want to get the best French fries on earth, get them right there, coming right out of the fryer. Uh, out of the fryer into a little uh, cup and get and, and hand it to you, and they're not checking to see how many uh, helpings you've had either. So uh, Simplot has done an outstanding job uh, supporting this bowl game, and now that they're they're bringing their own fry machine, it's it's, uh, it's just a great indication of how uh, an important company here in Idaho uh, is supporting the bowl game. And people can have a lot of fun uh, trying out uh, different fries and sauces and whatnot. They'll also have the opportunity to participate in uh, Fit One's family fun. Uh, Uh, inside the Kevin Williams building. So this is free for everybody. They can come in and and experience what would be like an NFL combine, but adjusted for for children, uh, for youth and and younger children. Uh, So, again, that's happening before the game. And then just prior to the game, uh, before the kickoff, there will be battle of the bands out there uh, right next to where the Simplot um, French fry feeds going on, and right in front of the big auto potato truck, which will be making another appearance there at the bowl game so and i 'll tell you what if you really want to experience a fun fun uh, musical uh, uh, extravaganza is be right in the middle of a battle of the band between two uh, exciting bands and so those well, are the BYU, college bands right those are the college bands, yeah, western michigan i mean i 've heard their band before they got a great band and uh, as well as does BYU so and you'll probably see Cosmo uh, their mascot come and do some flips and I wouldn't be surprised to see him do a flip over Spuddy Buddy ESPN calls Spuddy Buddy the best bull mascot in bowl history so yeah. uh, we got a famous mascot there at this bowl game well there's lots and lots of stuff to see and do and again there's uh still plenty of tickets available right Oh, yeah, plenty of, t- plenty of tickets. Uh, I have to say uh, that the, the premium tickets, the suites, uh, the club seats, the loge, I mean, those seats are going fast. So if folks uh, really wanted to, to get some of those to stay indoor, more of a warm environment. Uh, they need to move very fast. Uh, the simplest way, just go to IdahoPotato.com, click on a bowl game. It'll take you right to the link, or you can go to fat, uh, famous bowl.com and uh, you can uh, click on tickets there. Or you can just call the the Boise State uh, ticket office directly and buy tickets uh, as well. so uh, many uh, many uh, general admission tickets still available uh, and and they're great value too. so you'll never go into Albertson Stadium and pay for the price of tickets as you will uh, to, to for a bowl game here. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: How long uh, <laughs> Definitely. Is the contract going with the SPN right now? I mean I know and how long has it gone?
1: Yeah. Well, it's kind of fun because, you know, obviously when we started out uh, becoming the title sponsor a few years ago, uh, ESPN did not own the bowl game. Uh, they were so impressed with the name of the bowl when it changed from the humanitarian to the to the famous potato bowl. They loved the matchup. They loved the link uh, to Boise, to Idaho, to potatoes. Uh, they made the effort and succeeded in acquiring the rights to the bowl game. So they own the bowl game. We are uh, technically, not just technically, but uh, legally, uh, we're part of the Walt Disney Company. The Bowl Game is because they're they have, uh, ESPN is owned right. by Walt Disney, so it's kind of fun to to work with an organization that's a high-class operation like Walt Disney and and ESPN. But the the fact is, they have a a great affection for this the name of the Bowl. And I need to point out too, uh, as I answer your question about the length of the ext- uh, the extension. Uh, it's only called the Fam- Famous Idaho Potato Bowl as long as the Idaho Potato Commission uh, authorizes it. ESPN, ESPN did not acquire the rights to the name of the bowl. Um, we still ho- own the rights to the name, the Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, um, because we own the, the, the trademarks and the certification marks of Famous Idaho Potatoes. Recently, uh, a year or so ago, we announced an extension to our contract uh, that goes through the year twenty twenty one.
0: Okay. Um, all right, well, this is a um, good segue be- into the next thing we wanted to visit with you about, and, and that's the marketing. Personally, I'm big fan of the Idaho Potato Commission and, and their marketing and the things they do and outside-the-box type of thinking, and the, the bowl game is just one example of that. Um, and, of course, the, the big Idaho potato truck is another example of that. And did I get that name right?
1: You got it. <laughs> Big <laughs> okay. a Potato Truck.
0: <laughs> well <laughs> <right>. done, Dave. <laughs> All right. Well, it was there's a chance for <clears throat> one thing happening right then. Um, uh so let's we we just did a a story in Potato Country about pop culture and how yes. IPC has turned basically Idaho potatoes into a a pop culture. And so Obviously, these marketing efforts, the bowl game and the truck, go along with that. What what else have you done to to build
1: this brand? Well, it really did start 15 years ago um, when I first uh, was hired. Now, my whole background is packaged goods marketing. Uh, I've taken brands that were underperforming businesses and, and turned them around. And that's, that's one of the things I really enjoy doing is brands that people are familiar with, but they've just kind of lost their luster, their shine. And how do you rejuvenate those kind of brands? and when I came here, uh, I felt that the same thing about Idaho potatoes. Uh, folks knew that potatoes were grown in Idaho, but it was like almost so what? Uh, it's like corn being grown in Iowa or Nebraska. People don't go to restaurants seeking to, uh, and asking the question, "Well where did this corn where was this corn grown?" We want that to happen with potatoes. We want people to ask in restaurants. Uh, are these potatoes from Idaho? Because it's a premium, it's a premium brand. Well, how do you how do you get there? How do you get a what's called a commodity to be a brand? Well, 15 years ago, what we were faced with was low carb diets too. We had a low-carb diets pounding all potatoes. They were pounding all carbohydrates, including apples, bananas, orange juice, anything with carbohydrates. Proteins were increasing, fats were increasing, but uh, produce was declining, anything that had carbohydrates in it. So one of the first things we did as commission we, is we retained Denise Austin, and we worked with one of America's most well-known fitness experts, uh, Denise Austin, for 10 years. And that helped turn the tide on the nutrition side. And then I negotiated with the American Heart Association to... Uh, have Idaho potatoes certified as heart healthy, and we're the only potatoes that, are, that have, hold that certification mark in the U.S. And that—that's the, the next step on the nutritional battle—is having one of the most uh, well-known um, and well-respected organization in uh, certify that Idaho potato is is healthy, is heart healthy. So that's the, on the nutrition campaign. Then on the let's call it the make it cool campaign. It's it's things such as the bowl game. It's things like the, the the New Year's Eve potato drop that we've been doing now. This will be the sixth year. People are coming from all around the world to see an 18 foot potato drop in front of of Idaho's state capitol in Boise. We have also had a snow rail jam competition going on there. We also had an outdoor uh, wrestling championship happening uh, out in front of the uh, in front of the capital. You, you don't get much more cool than rail jam in front of the Capitol, wrestling, professional wrestling, all this stuff going on. Uh, and then you have thirty to 40,000 people show up in single-digit weather to celebrate a potato dropping down in front of the Capitol. My first year when we did this, uh, and again, I give credit for Dylan Klein, who's the founder of this organization. And he came with me with this idea of what do you think? And uh, I said, you got a great idea, but it's going to take a lot of work to pull this off. And he's and he's put the work and the muscle and the time into it. And he's got now great sponsors that are much uh, stronger, even in, uh, in supporting this program than even the Auto Potato Commission. Toy- Toyota, for example, is a major sponsor. Lamb Weston now is a major sponsor. And in fact, the potato now drops down into their new bag of grown in Idaho frozen uh, potato, uh, <laughs> bag of frozen Idaho potatoes. Nice. So, you know, one of the things I look for is how again, how do you make it, things cool? Is leverage? Leverage everything you can. So, Lamb Weston's advertising grown in Idaho. We're advertising grown in Idaho. It's coming out from two different directions. The the potato, um, the big potato, a big Idaho potato truck. Uh, tour that we started well, seven years ago. That was intended to be a one year campaign to celebrate our 75th anniversary. It was so popular, we had to figure out how to keep it on the road. That has now become part, of, definitely part of pop culture. And I'll tell you, Dave, just give you a couple examples of how we've become part of pop culture. A few years ago, America's Got Talent called my office and they'd seen Spuddy Buddy performing on ESPN on our bowl game and they wanted to know if, you know if they could get Spuddy Buddy to try out for America's Got Talent. <laughs> they came to Boise and we and they filmed Spuddy Buddy Buddy uh, being uh, doing uh, dance routine, uh, being stunted, lifted up by cheerleaders up in the air. Uh haven't seen the video yet, don't know if they'll run it, but the fact is that America's Got Talent calls us. Yes. That's one. Yes. Just just a few just a month ago, ago. A month or so ago. Uh, American Idol, again, there's not much more pop culture than American Idol. American Idol calls our office, wants to know if they can have the big out potato truck come up to Coeur d'Alene so they can film it as part of their uh, new uh, effort or their new program that will be coming out, I believe, in January. The specific date's not announced yet, but I don't believe it. It might be now. uh, So we expect to see uh, our potato truck do an appearance in American Idol. Well, I've had a big deal. Yeah, well, a thirty-second commercial on American Idol cost you half a million dollars, right? And all it cost us was gas to get up there yeah. to be part of this. So that's that's part of what's making it cool. This and is why when I'm you, such
0: a fan of your marketing efforts, right here.
1: Well, thank you. We tr- we try to leverage every dollar. The bowl game, we had an independent organization evaluate what's the media return on value. What is the what what value does the IPC and the potato industry get for? a four-hour ESPN game that 2 million people are watching. Well, it's not just the value of the four hours. It's also all the social media that happens all year long. For example, when Josh Allen uh, was uh, drafted as number seven, they showed a video clip from our bowl game with him throwing in slow motion right over the grown idaho logo on the blue turf. And, you know, that was the second-highest watch NFL draft. And here we are getting all that for free. And the the independent organization said our 450 thousand annual sponsorship as the title sponsor of that game gets a return of investment of sixteen million dollars in media value million. sixteen million. So that's what we're trying to do in all sorts of ways. Social media. There's not a not an agricultural organization that's more adept, more proactive in social media than the Idaho Potato Commission. We've got two. Uh, we've got one of the most uh, uh, viewed website. Well over a million uh, views every year. Uh, we have uh, two um, electronic uh, newsletters that go go out uh, every very, every few weeks. Tater talk, tater talk and let's eat. Um, we're active daily on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have hundreds of videos on YouTube. We have one video that's been viewed over 12 million times. Wow. So, you know that's that's just examples of how are we making potatoes cool relevant and when people go to the restaurants now i mean we're seeing more and more menu listings of potatoes including especially including idaho potatoes and we uh you know obviously we have great presence at retail Uh, we've seen our potato lovers month go from 600 displays uh 15 years ago to now over 5,000 retailers uh, displaying, competing to to win prizes for the Potato Lovers Month.
0: I just saw something about that. Um, you're giving away a trip to Maui for the, yeah. the winner
1: this year, Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, so everybody that participates will have a chance to be put in this drawing for this trip and I'll tell you what, I mean we get the the displays, I'm sure you've seen some of these David, they're amazing. The displays they build, they build their own Ido, big out potato trucks in the displays. Uh, they'll put they'll make it look like a bowl game. They'll incorporate all of our marketing elements in these displays and then bring in just hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds of, of Idaho potatoes to sell.
0: Yes, you guys teach also... a marketing class. <laughs> I mean <they> re- <laughs> definitely
1: Everybody has a lot to learn from the efforts your efforts for sure. Well, thank you, Dave we've got a very supportive industry and uh, when i was first hired 15 years ago nine commissioners that hired me um they 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 had the trust to do something different to bring in somebody whose background is marketing and to try to to reestablish your brand and i and i i give a lot of kudos to the commissioners i've worked for now 16 uh, chairmen and you know 50 60 plus commissioners over the 15 years and and I've appreciated the support of doing some crazy things and and then watching some of these crazy things just turned into iconic moments that will be looked back 50 years from now as major milestones in the auto potato industry.
0: Awesome. Well, um, so quickly, we're we're running a little long, but I, I know you guys are looking to get a new processing plant built in Idaho. Um, and first off, is is there a need for that, and why Idaho?
1: So, uh, a little over a year ago, um, we contacted Dr. Joe Gunthner uh, to conduct a, an economic analysis uh, study of North American potato uh, producing areas. We were of the opinion that Idaho would be the best area, the best selection for any future processing plant to be built. And so we pursued this with with Joe not knowing for sure the facts, uh, but to do this analysis to find out what what the truth is. Uh, A lot of plants have been built up in the the Northwest in recent years, Canada, and we understand that there's a lot of uh, expansion in in export uh, going to Asia. Uh, But we felt that there's a lot of reasons the Northwest is going to be limited in its future. Uh, Land, uh, water, all those are issues. Some of the intangibles for Idaho is that we do have water. We do have land. We do have opportunities to expand uh, as necessary. What we also have is a very agriculturally uh, supportive uh, government here in the state of Idaho, very uh, pro-ag environment here, which is, which is critical if you want to bring in uh, uh, new processing uh, facilities. And, uh, and, of course, you have a brand. Uh, There's no other state that has a brand. So we feel like, uh, and processing is very important to the state of Idaho, both Frozen and Dehi. And so we have made this presentation. The results turned out like we hoped they would. and We've been making these presentations to all the major companies, all the major processing companies. Uh, particularly the frozen companies, to build the next processing plant here in Idaho. There's a need for more processing, and it should be in the place where we can, can, support, they, we can support them long term and at the most lowest cost and with the most support for uh, what they're trying to do to expand in the future. So we've had the opportunity now to present to several companies, uh, including to the level of CEO. I've had uh, several uh, meetings with CEOs of these companies and uh, in the process of scheduling another one right now. And uh, we really hope in the near future that we'll be hearing announcements of another plant coming into Idaho. And I'll tell you what, it'll be celebrated by all the folks in Idaho, not just uh, the farmers, but uh, uh, the community as well at at large. Because it supports supports, uh, the the economic base, jobs, Jobs. uh, tax base, everything. And, you know, now that uh, Idaho's turned from... Did you remember 15 years ago, Dave? I know you're going over long, but 15 years ago, there was a bill trying to take famous potatoes off our license plates, and a Peregrine Falcon was put on the, the Idaho's quarter, not a potato. 15 years later, we're, we've got a famous out-of-potato bowl played in Albertsons in a grocery store. We have a potato drop happening in front of Idaho's capital. The, the environment has changed here, not only in Idaho, but around the U.S. regarding potatoes. And processors see that and they're supportive of it that's why lamb weston has launched their own grown in idaho frozen line at retail they see the efforts that we're doing and and, and how to how do you leverage that yeah. how do you leverage what the ipc is doing and that's part of that is now bringing more processing here to the state of idaho Taking and giving the, on what you guys have done and, and are continuing to do exactly and when we support the processing and the fresh industry we sometimes i get growers who question what do you do for this what do you do for that Our effort is to move all Idaho potatoes in all of the venues they're sold in and to build it, and you start by building a brand that makes Idaho continually uh, relevant uh, way into the future. Well, um, we have lots more topics
0: we could talk about today with uh, Frank (laughs) Muir, but uh, again, we've we've run a little long, uh, so I want to thank you, Frank, for being a part of thepotatopodcast.com and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again in the future about some more um, Idaho potato pro- ideas. You're very welcome, and uh, go Idaho. <laughs> go Idaho, and definitely get out there, and if you're not doing anything on Friday the 21st, uh, you go see the famous Idaho Bowl, and I guarantee you'll have a good time. Thank you, Dave. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only, and solely only those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests. They do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of Columbia Media Group or its affiliates.